Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, June 26th, June 22nd edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, joined here on Tuesday evening by my boy, Big Marcel. Marcel, man, thanks for joining me again. We have to do a later show today. Uh, you're watching the game, I guess? Like, what happened? Who's playing today? Uh, today was was like a double game at the same okay. time, man. It was uh, Czech, Czech Republic against uh, against England and Scotland against uh, Croatia. Yeah. yeah. All right, Marcel, I got to embarrass you off the bat, okay? And we got to talk about this, okay? okay? And I love you, but you put the tweet <laughs> out today saying, Marcel says, I, I didn't get verified. And obviously, we're all like, how, right? Because Marcel is one of the best guys in the business. We all know that. <laughs> I just asked Marcel, I'm like, what happened, right? And he said... <laughs> He didn't put the like you're supposed to send three links to your articles, but he uses like articles of people referencing his his like fight announcements. He was supposed to put his <laughs> own work. No wonder you didn't get it, Marcel. You'll get it in 30 days, buddy. So that's why I keep telling everyone, like maybe you didn't read the criteria properly. It's not easy to yeah, get it. Like I waited five years to get it, you know. They designed me a long time ago. So I know how you feel, Marcel, but you at least at least you know you screwed up, so you have a good chance <laughs> to get it. But I know that you were disappointed, Marcel, and I know a lot of people were, so I just wanted to bring that up. Anyways, um, I talked about UFC with AJ yesterday, UFC Vegas 29. I didn't get a chance to like recap it with you. Any thoughts on that card on the weekend? Because um, obviously I didn't get a chance to talk about it with you. Anything, any takeaways? Screen Zombie obviously won some other fights. Any thoughts? Yeah, some good finishes on there, man. I think uh, Casey O'Neill looked very good yeah. in her uh, in her yep. fight. I think uh, Ricky Glenny should. Dude, be I mean that's Ricky the one Glenn. that just I couldn't I didn't believe that happened like that quick of a knockout. That surprised me. That was the surprise of the card for me. That one. He should he should keep it as Ricky Glenn. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> if you do like this, yeah. Um, and I was the other uh, Choi looked great again. Yep. You know, yep. uh, we both picked him, so that's good. Uh, and what's the co-main event? Yes, Pivak Olenek was probably the... I honestly wasn't impressed. And I did have nah. money on him and thought he won, but it wasn't impressive to me. What do you think? Yeah, same, man. I, I wasn't impressed either, but uh, he did what he had to do, you know? Yeah. And it was the biggest win for him to date. So, yeah. yeah. And then Grant Vera, that was a great fight, as you know. Um, guy Bruno Silva had a nice knockout, Matt Brown. I called the Nikolai Negomariano guy. Yeah, just again, Kimmer is not that great, Marcel. We were talking about it last week. Jandra Roba had a great mm -hmm. knockout. KS Williams look good, and then uh, I think that Roki Martinez should be Josh Preezing. Would you? How did you score that fight? I didn't even ask you. you I, I so? think Roki. I yeah. think Roki won two fights. Yeah, oh, two, two. Yeah, uh, two it just rounds. sucks for him because he's zero three now. You think he gets that fourth fight in his deal? Or you think they're gonna cut him or so? Yeah, like he's gonna cut him, man. But yeah. Suck. yeah, but maybe they could do him and Chris Barnett. That's why I said yesterday the two big guys, the two guys that really should be at two hundred five. Anyways, yeah. guys, um, just wanted to get Marcel's quick thoughts on that. So, uh, th thanks for embarrassing me, by the way. I really appreciate it. I had to, man. I had to. I had to. No, I'm kidding. It's all. It's all with love, Marcel. But the point is, like, <laughs> I know you're feeling. You're probably like a little upset about it, but you nah, made a mistake, I, I, so you do it again. To, to, you try again. To be really honest, man, I didn't expect to get verified at all. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not yeah. a big deal, man. Honestly, like again, I I didn't have this through ten years. I know some people are getting. You know, some people aren't. It's it's. I think it's kind of random. You know, but again, Marcel made a mistake when he applied. He's admitting it now. He's going to fix it. He'll get that check mark. Because the thing is, Marcel needs it because he always gets these imposters, guys. Like, he needs it. Actually. That's the thing. That's yeah, I know. You actually I, need I, it. I, like, I agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, Marcel. All right. Let's talk about UFC uh, this weekend, guys. UFC Vegas 30, Marcel. Um, looking forward to this card and looking forward to talking about it with you. Gone in Volkov. Here are 13 fights, Marcel. Um, we'll start with the bottom work right off, but while I pull up the the odds and everything, just give me your overall thoughts on this weekend's card. I mean, it's a good, it's not a bad card, man. I think uh, the placement of certifies are a little bit mm -hmm. weird, you know. I yeah. think Barcelos uh, deserves to be on the main card. I think Preseras against Rachmanov could be on the main card, you know. I mean, uh, listen, man, no disrespect to these guys, but over in St. Prue, Tanner Bozer, I know it's a co-main event, but is it that great? I don't know. Danilo Marquez, Kennedy, and Zachuku shouldn't, doesn't have to be for me on the main card, you know what I mean? But those two, I would have changed. But uh, hey, man, the UFC, like like I said, man, too, in, in, in the Dutch podcast as well, the UFC absolutely loves to have those 265 guys. On the main card, for example, and always unranked, and all oh, there is always an unranked heavyweight fight on the main card. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there, really there always it's, is. It's, it's actually funny, man, because uh, let, let me say this uh, in that uh, Dutch podcast, the, the host, uh, Dennis Corman, he talked to Henry Hoft from uh, mm -hmm. um, Hard Knocks about that. 
and uh, he's like Dennis always calls it the Marcel special because I always uh, complain about it and he's like uh, to Henry like what do you think about it and he's like he thinks the same way he's like the, the fighters who are putting the work in and he's like the heavyweights do, do put the work in as well but if it's not quality wise a bigger yeah. fight than another fight the other fight deserves to be there yeah. you know and that's exactly what it is you know what i mean and i don't want to shit on the ufc or whatever but no. it's just just being real you know no i think you're right i think there's some like uh, ufc 264 greg hardy and ty duvase is on the main card yeah it's because there's probably gonna be a knockout in that fight but really does it deserve you know, if you look at that card it's completely stacked right with the premium so i know you're saying marcel but you know what let's get into the fights here now mm -hmm. we've actually already talked about this fight i think it was like last month or something or maybe yeah, we month. both have the different pick yeah so let me hear your thoughts on this one yanti Madero's taking on demir Hadzovich. the first question i have for you is do you, do you do we find out what happened? Was it a COVID thing, or, or did we, we never found out, right? Yeah, Hatsovich had health, had health issues, so he got pulled from the fight. What was the health issue? That's the thing. Like they never that's, said. That's so I'm assuming it was COVID, nah, right? Yeah, assuming it's probably, COVID. Probably. Bean cats here, and he says Hardy's a draw in the U.S. That's why he's on PV. Now you're right. I mean, I get it. They're going and it's gonna be a knockout. The point is, this card. I mean, there's a few fights that could have been shifted down, and there's one in particular that I think should be on the main card, but it's not. Anyways, let's talk about this fight, which is a clear prelim, Marcel, Yancy Madero's Demir Hadzovich. So, again, we broke it down like a month ago, and right now the odds, uh, Demir is still the favorite, minus 150, Yancy plus 120. Um, yeah, Marcel, I mean, have your, has your thoughts changed in this fight? I picked Demir the first time, even with this health issue or whatever, I still feel yeah. like he's the fresher fighter. I just don't trust Yancy's chain at this point in his career, guys, and it's just a fade on Yancy. What are, you, are you going with the Yancy still, or are you changing your pick? I mean, what kind of a bitch would I be to a, a month later? Nothing different has happened yeah. to go with a different pick. I mean, I right. keep, I'm keep with my pick. I'm keep going with Yancy in this fight. Probably a decision win. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. It, it's really a 50-50 fight to me, man. Who shows up here? Um, we all yeah. know both guys are very inconsistent. So, for me, it's who shows up. Yeah, it's kind of like that Quinn and Silva fight last week. Just kind of random. Yeah. Um, I'm leaning toward Tadzovic just because I feel like he is the fresher guy. You know what? Remember when he fought Marcano, and I was thinking about this today. He was so upset, right? Because it was such a quick stoppage, and that's basically what happened. Like he went through a whole training camp, and he got to fight for forty-four seconds. That that was over a year ago. I mean, this yeah. guy. I feel. I actually feel bad for this dude now. Like you put so much work in these camps, and you only fought for forty-five seconds or so. Remember Marcano? It's like. Dude, uh, I'm so pissed, and he's like, "Stop uh, the take down. I Yeah, yeah, I wanted to fight longer, and he, and uh, Hatsuf is just like, "Then you shouldn't have to submit me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that was good. I like that one. Anyways, it was uh, it was interesting, but yeah, I, I'm still leaning towards Hatsuf. Um, mm. We'll go to the next fight here. This is a new fight, and this one's between Charles Rosa and Justin James. It's at 145. So both guys are bouncing around lately, especially James. He's kind of. I was looking at his weight classes, Marcel, 155, 145, and 150 catch weight. So he's going back down to 145 here. He's on a three-fight losing state against Charles Rosa, who also is coming off a loss to Derek Minner. Uh, right now, we got Rosa as the favorite, minus 175, plus 150 on Justin, the Guitar Hero James. What do you think about this one, man? Man, the Guitar Hero, yeah, man. He had that uh, amazing uh, UFC debut yep. on short notice yep. against Frank Camacho. Yep. After that, he lost three straight. Um, Charles Rosa... I expected him to to be Dart Miller, but Dart Miller was better than him. You know, I didn't expect that. For that, he won against Aguilar, lost to Bryce Mitchell, which was was like the the one of the most dominating fights I I saw in a long time from Bryce Mitchell's side to Rosa. Um, yeah, it's um. Listen, man, I'm not convinced. I I think Rosa is uh, a legit fighter. You know, he's okay. I don't think he's a top fighter, but he's okay. But um, Justin James, I'm still not sure if he's really UFC material, man. Uh, he, he comes for war in the first round, and after that, he kind of fades, in my opinion. Um, I'm taking Charles Rosa here. I think he submits him. Uh, third round submission for Charles Rosa. Yeah. I mean, I got respect for both these guys. Like, Justin James has been around forever. He actually fought this event in 2009 yeah. called Battle at the Border here between Ontario fighters and fighters from Michigan, which is pretty cool. And I saw some of these guys come up due to like the local scene, including Jordan Parsons, who passed away. He was on that card too. So it's pretty cool. And there are a few other Canadian guys. So he's been around the sport forever, man. And I got respect for a guy that took that long to get to the UFC. For sure, for sure. And and I remember betting on Camacho. That was shocking to me. I couldn't believe that. I mean, it's obviously a terrible, terrible play in hindsight, but I just couldn't believe that. And since then, he's just been losing every fight. He's getting finished every fight too. I'm with you, man. I mean, I know he, like I watched his fights in Michigan too. They're on Fight Pass. 
he dominates these guys, but he's fighting guys that are low level. And, you know, Camacho's not a great fighter either. Really, it's not a great win in hindsight. Um, Rosa, I'm with you, Marcel. Like, he's he's beatable, as his record shows. He's he's You look at Marcel, he hasn't actually been able to put together a win streak. Um, he has no win streak in the UFC. It's just one fight, one win, one loss, etc. But he really has fought some good competition, he, and he's performed well at times. I and mean, he's pretty well-rounded. He's got, like, a pretty good striking. Like, it's like karate style. It's interesting. Um, and his ground game is obviously good. It didn't look good in his last fight against Minner. He also got dropped in that fight too, which is really concerning. So he could get knocked out here, but I don't know, man. I still think he probably is able to win the decision, Marcel, because Jaynes to me doesn't really have good takedown defense. The numbers show that they support that poor takedown defense. He could put out Rosa in the first round, but I think he's a guy that really does gas after the first round. We saw that in the Tucker fight, hurt Tucker early, got tired and submitted. I wouldn't be surprised if Rosa did finish it, but I, I, at this point, Rosa just kind of needs to get a win. So I'm thinking he just grinds it out with his wrestling or so. Um, and you're in agreement with that, I guess? Yeah, I said late late submission yeah. in the third oh, round. Yeah, I can I, see that too. I can see that too, yeah. Um, it is it it's it is kind of a fight with some variance though. Like, James has power. There's no doubt. So mm-hmm. he could catch Rosa in the first like minute or two of the fight, but... You know, Rosa's pretty tough, man. He's he's tough to put away. Like, even Shane Burgos, that wasn't like a pure knockout. Like the referee stopped the fight. It was a standing TKO, but Stand took a lot of, Yeah, remember, right? So, he's tough. Um, trains at a great camp. I got to go with him, man. Anyways, next fight here. This is another fight, Marcel. We broke it down. I think this was like two months ago. Yeah. Julia Villa yeah. against Julia Stolyrenko. And the odds for this one, guys, I'll read them out quickly. Minus 375 for Julia, plus 280 for... Um, I should say Julia Villa, and then plus 280 for Julia Stolyrenko. She, she spells her name differently. So, yeah, we all know what happened. The girl fainted on the stool or on the uh, the scale, actually. It was yeah. crazy. She fainted twice. It was absolutely insane. I remember watching it. I was like, holy crap. Like, this is insane. Like, I've never seen someone faint. Uh, I mean, I've seen people faint the scale, but never twice. And they weighed her I, in, too. It was crazy. Remember, Marcel? Like, it was absolutely weird. I, so. I, yeah, I didn't saw it live. I, I remember you tweeting about yeah, I was it. I, I, it live. I'm sitting there watching I had screen, dinner. So. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, this girl just claps and they put her back in the scale. Anyways, fight got canceled. And, I mean, if anything, I feel like that's – that means she's even more susceptible to get knocked out in this fight, if anything. That's what I think. Um, that's a scary incident. And she cuts a lot of weight. We know fighters that cut a ton of weight are prone to being knocked out because they're draining their bodies of water and their brains of water. I I don't know where Julie is even. Tra- is she training with James Cross? Like, did she even go there? Or you know? know. Yeah, I don't know because I know she was like had the offer, and I didn't. I don't even know what's going on. But honestly, I don't even really care where she's training right now. I just think she's a way better fighter. And Julia Stolyarenko. The problem is she's not really a wrestler. She's a grappler, but she pulls guard. She could pull. She's like Paul Craig kind of right with that armbar. She could do it here, but I I think that Julia Vio is going to be too smart. I, I like Julia Vio to probably stop her. And Marcel, what are you thinking, man? Yeah, man, you know, Julia Avila, she lost her last fight against Sajara Eubanks. But before that, she looked great, man, in the UFC, you know. And also before in the U- before she fought in the UFC and Invicta, she, she also looked good, you know. And uh, for some reason, I, I have I have a weak spot for Julia Avila. Don't ask me why, but I really I like, like her. her. Too, man. I think cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's really uh, she she's really cool. I really like her uh, how she fights as well. Stolyarenko, you know, I, I I've never been really convinced about her. You know, she has that crazy fight with Lisa with uh, Lisa Forzosa and Invicta, that bloody one where she won a split decision title fight. But um, yeah, against Yana Kunitskaya, that was actually not her UFC debut because she she fought in the UFC before against Leah Latson after yeah. the Ultimate Fighter finale, where she lost a split decision, which was, which was close, I remember, if I'm correctly. Um, Kunitskaya fight, she lost. And then Avila now. I, I think, honestly, um, this ain't a good fight for her, man. I think Avila will win this fight any day. Yeah. So I, I like her a lot, too. I'm just checking to yeah. see her camp right now. She's training at some gym in Oklahoma. It's a different gym than the one she was kicked out of. Okay. Or apparently, allegedly hurting her sparring, uh, sparring partner or something. I, I don't know the whole story, but she tweeted. She was, remember a few months ago they were talking about it? Anyways, the, the point is she's not with that team anymore. But this skill-wise, she's just such a more skilled striker. And I think she probably finishes Julia Stolyarenko in this fight. If not, I think she wins a quick decision. Because, again, imagine, Julia's not a wrestler. What were we saying? Imagine kicking out Julia Avila from your gym. I mean, I don't know what happened. Like, she must have hurt someone. You don't want that. Yeah, gym. but... I used to go to the... Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, I trained, and 
guys would hurt, some guys would be known for hurting each other. Like, and it's bad. You don't want to hurt people. You're training. You, you like, saw you saw the Strickland video with. Yeah, the, I did see the Strickland video. Any thoughts on that? Um, quickly before we. Uh, you you mean the reaction from him and his car? Are you are you mean both? I guess I mean the, okay. So this guy Orlando Sanchez, I believe his name is BJJ yeah. guy. He's a, I think he's a heavyweight. Um, went for this like standing arm lock, and it's very like it's a very it's a movie you don't want to use in training like when i used to roll a little like i didn't roll a lot but when i did like you wouldn't really want to go for like knee bars and like heel hooks and stuff you don't want to like hurt your like training partners right and like that mm -hmm. move you can like twist the guy's arm and pro potentially break it and sean has a fight coming up that's what he was complaining about they're cool now apparently but he put a video talking smack to the keyboard warriors <laughs> mm -hmm. any thoughts quickly yeah, I mean the thing is, it's, be, it's between them, is between the, those two, you know. Yeah, and exactly. I don't know who, uh, I don't know who uploaded the video, but the guy who uploaded the video actually yeah. made made the how do you say that the commotion. They shouldn't have put the video on the internet. Yeah, yeah dude, that's exactly. just yeah. in house. I agree, that's stupid, especially because apparently they're cool. Anyways, let's get on to the next fight, guys. Martin Pratchett against Eiffel Nueva. I want to say you picked Pratchett to beat Roundtree. Did you? I, I think you did. No, 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 you didn't. No. Okay, okay, okay. I wanted to see you call that one. I didn't see it coming. Anyways, no, he's a big, he's a pretty big favorite here. Uh, minus one ninety. I'd fill in the wave as opponent plus one sixty five. And according to the odds, this is only the second time that Pratchett has been a favorite in the UFC. And Ike has been the underdog, I think, in all of his fights. So, any thoughts on this one, man? Uh yeah, this is a really uh, no disrespect, but low tire two hundred five fight. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's is very hittable, and you can knock him out. And I feel in the wave has that knockout power. At the same time, I feel in the wave doesn't really look good. He, he beat Vinicius Moreira, but everybody beats Vinicius Moreira in the UFC. You know what I mean? And knocks him out as well. So for me, I know it's, it's no like, chin at all, man. That guy's chin is really weak. It's crazy, and he got a good win, man. Actually, in the contender series in Brazil, so I know. Um, you know, this is a toss-up for me, man. I, I'm going with Pragnio, but I'm absolutely not sure in this one. I, I don't think I ever picked Pragnio to win in the UFC yet. So this is the first time I'm picking him. Um, yeah, let's see what's happening. I, I, I'm not sure. You know, he looked great in one championship. That's the crazy thing, you know. And yep. he had some good opponents there. He, he yep. fought Gilbert Galvao. He got Leandro Ataides, yep. uh, Alessandro Machado. He had got some good opponents there, you know. And, and the UFC didn't put it together so far. Uh, one against round three, which was a close fight. I think he won that fight, but it was a close fight. Um, so, yeah, let's see what happens. I, I'm picking Pragnio. Don't know how, don't know where, don't know what round, but I'm picking him. Yeah, I mean, he surprised me, guys, in the last fight. I, I actually don't even think he – I thought that Roundtree had won the fight, but it was close and whatever. I mean, he, he pulled it off. I think it was more a case of Roundtree just simply not fighting his potential. I was watching that fight back, and it's just like he True. didn't move forward. The other guys that beat him moved forward. They just moved forward on him. Ankalev, Ankalev, excuse me, Rodriguez, and uh, Alvi. And even that one fight in uh, in one, um, uh, he got knocked down early and then came back and won. Like, this guy, his chin is really sketchy, guys. Like – it's sketch, Marcel. I don't trust this guy's chin at all. And Ike, like, listen, he's not a great fighter. He's limited. We all know that, guys. But he's, like, that grinding type. And you have to, like, kill this guy to knock him out. Like, he's got a brick head, Marcel. Like, what's Pretzel going to do? Just outpoint him for three rounds? I guess that's the way he'd win. But, again, yeah. Ike's not going to go in there and just lose, guys. Like, he needs to get win this fight, you know, to really stick around the UFC, I think. And I, I think he could pull it off as an underdog, man. So I'm, I'm thinking Ike can pull it off, guys, plus one – I don't know if I said the odds. It was minus 190, perhaps, you know, plus 165 for, for Ike. I, I think he could win this fight. I think Ike can knock him out. So I'll take Ike as an upset, Marcel. I mean, it's not like a super confident pick, but, you know, I'm just not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not impressed by Pratchio, man. I'm just saying, like, I'm not impressed by Ike either. <laughs> you know what I mean? But someone's got to win the fight, Marcel. I'll take the plus money, I guess. You got to pick somebody here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to pick someone. I'll take the guy who's tougher. It, yeah, he's like that Roki Martinez guy last week. Very similar type of fighting style. Yeah, so, actually it is, yeah. Yeah, he gets you against the fence. He'll clinch you. He'll throw uppercuts. Maybe that's my call. He'll knock him off the uppercut from the clinch against the fence. There's my call. All right. Um, so this fight, when did you find out about this? Jeremiah Wells guy filling in against Willie. When did you find out about that against Willie Alvarez? It was actually, uh, I was looking at UFC stats and it was listed. And it was, uh, yeah. well, if it's listed at UFC stats, it's done, you know? And uh, yeah, um, yeah I, I, then I posted it and uh, immediately um, Wells manager retweeted it. So, yeah. Yeah. So I saw it exactly as you. I was on UFC stats, I think it was on Monday, and I'm looking at the fights. And then I just refreshed it. And then all of a sudden they said this Jeremiah Wells guy. That's where I found it. 
I didn't see anyone else talking about this, but there is this one guy who's like, I think he's Russian or something, does these YouTube videos, predictions and stuff. He had it out three days ago. He said, Jeremiah Wells against Wally Alves. This guy's the only guy who had that. Beyond weird. Beyond weird. That's why I was asking you because I was wondering if this was known that people knew about this. This was That's just bizarre. That's the only guy, some random predictor on, I don't even, I shouldn't say random. I mean, I don't, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's on, uh, I want to say he's Russian. He, he could be something else anyways, but you guys might know what I'm talking about. It's random though. It's really random. Anyways, um, yeah, Jeremiah Wells is filling in short notice, guys. And I mean, he's a pretty good fighter. Like I watched his tape this week. He looked good, man. He's got really good boxing. Like he's got huge power, decent grappling. Um, you know, this is tough though. He's coming on super short notice, like a week's notice against Worley Alves. And uh, give me your thoughts on this one, Marcel. We got Worley Alves minus 230, Jeremiah Wells plus 190. And I, I got to say, I, I did think that Ramos and M. Eve could have beaten by decision. That's what I was thinking. M. Eve was just going to outpoint Alves. I'm not sure your thoughts. Do you want to give your, your brief thoughts on that? But I, I lean towards Alves in this fight, Marcel, just because he didn't have the full camp and, you know, he's got power, submissions, wrestling, everything. He's just a good fighter. But, you know, Wells has got power. Um, he's pretty impressive. So give me your thoughts on this one, man. I mean, Ramos and M. Eve can uh, pretty much almost outpoint anybody with a decision. Yep. Uh, so. <laughs> um yeah warley alves uh everybody was like he's kind of done you know everybody was like he's, he's he doesn't do that great anymore and then he he re refound himself man and he knocked out or locked out he stopped uh, monir lazes you know um i think many people were kind of surprised with it so maybe some people weren't you know but i mean the hype was there for lazes and alves took that hype away you know, and uh, got the performance of the night bonus as well, if I remember correctly. Uh, if you look at Jeremiah Wells, he was actually signed uh, in September last year to fight in the UFC against mm -hmm. Miguel Baeza, yep. but uh, that fight uh, didn't happen. Now he gets his debut fight. He's a good fighter, man. I saw many yep. fights of him in the CFFC and the CES promotion. Um, the thing is, here, you know, like you said, it's short notice and it's against a quality opponent. You know, yep. it's it's really against a, a guy who has been a long time in the UFC. Uh, actually, has a winner for Colby Covington, a submission winner in 2015. Yep. This guy is still, uh, and he showed in his last fight, he's still good, you know. Yep. Um, the thing is, for Jeremiah Wells, this is a tough debut, man. This is a really tough debut. And definitely, if you take this fight on a week's notice, less than a week's notice, maybe. Yep. Um, would have would he have a full preparation? Maybe I gave gave him more of a chance, but I go with Alves in this one, man. I I think Alves uh, gets it done. I don't know how. I I probably go with a decision win because I think Wells is a tough guy, but um, yeah, uh, Alves for me as well. Decision here. I know that Rube said he's been training for a fight. Like he was been planning to come back and take a short notice fight. So I'm assuming the guy will be in shape and won't make weight. I'll say that right now. But I do want to mention that, you know, this guy's not a prospect. He's 34 years old. Like, he's actually older than Alves. He's only 30. So it's an Crazy older guy who's yeah. getting a shot in the UFC now. And he deserves it. He's looked yeah. good. Like, he's good. I, I like this guy. He's looked good, man. But here's the other thing, Marcel. I forgot to mention this. He hasn't fought in, like, two years. That's And coming on short notice, I, that's too many knocks against him and against a good fighter. He's not fighting a bum. You know what I mean? Like, he's not fighting a guy who's, who sucks. Warley Alves is super dangerous. Yes, yeah, this is the guy, Vladimir Zek. That's the guy, Bulgarian. Sorry, I, I said the wrong country. I said Russian. That and I, 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 yeah, that's it. That's the guy. So he had he had the news of the the uh, Jeremiah Wells fight like a few days ago before anyone else did, which I I thought okay. was really surprising. Marcel, I was like, what the mm -hmm. heck? This guy has it before Marcel. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> you, you gotta send me that link, man. I will, I'll, I'll look for it. I'll look for it. Maybe yeah, exactly. Uh, but you're right, Glenn. Thanks for the shout out there, man. That's the guy's name. Um, Borikan says he doesn't trust Worley Alves past. The first round, round and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, his cardio is not great. But I was in Brazil, man, for that fight where he knocked out Sergio Moraes in the third round. Watched that fight again, like, uh, yesterday. Man, and he still was dangerous in that third round. And to be honest with you, he was dominating Randy Brown and was just dumb and made a mistake and got caught in triangle choke. Like, he was dominating that fight, guys. He did get tired, though, and I agree with you, Born again, That's the big concern. So, I'm not like in love with Worley Alves here uh, by any means. I'm not an, an absolute because guy fighting is good. Like I like Jeremiah Wells, guys. He looked good to me, but again, he had the full camp. He's the veteran, and like you said, Marcel. Like you know, even the losses really. Kamaru Usman's not a bad loss. Randy Brown's not a bad loss. James Carson's not a bad loss, and Brian Barberina is really not that bad of a loss either. So this guy's pretty solid, man. Um, I got to go with Worley Alves in this one. We'll see though, because. Um, 
like I said, Wells is pretty good, guys. I don't know what you guys thought about Wells, but I think he looked good. I don't know if you guys watched his fights or not. There's a few on YouTube, I think, and there's some on uh, Fight Pass. Um, okay, let's go to the next one here. Shavkat Rachmanov against Michelle uh, Prager's tractor. And this fight has Rachmanov. He's one of the bigger favorites on the card here, minus 275. Prager's plus 235. And uh, Marcel, I, I, I can't remember where I saw this. I saw it uh, somewhere this morning. I want to. I can't remember where it was, but Rachmanov, I got a good tip that he's training at Sanford MMA. Gilbert Burns yeah, said yeah. That's who it was. Gilbert was talking to John. JHK and he said that he's training at Sanford and he said this kid's like an absolute killer <laughs> in the gym. So give me your thoughts on this one. And by the way, Bean Cat says he thinks that Alvis can beat or lose almost any welterweight on the night on any night. I agree, man. He's that talented, but again, does have the hiccups. But yeah, Rachmanov Prejeris. Give me your thoughts. Shafkat Rachmanov will have a 10-inch reach advantage against Michel Prezeris, which is crazy, you know, and the high difference is also crazy. We all know Prezeris. He was he wants to get that fight to the ground as soon as possible, probably. Um, that's how he fights, you know. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised that he lost to Nardiev in 2019, you know. It's weird how he's still in the UFC and Nardiev's not, right? Yeah, but yeah, before that, man, he, he had he had like a, a winning streak of like eight or nine, and, and not against the the, the worst worst guys mm -hmm. with the Zach Cummins, uh, Gilbert Burns, for example. He defeated him going back at light yeah. uh, at welterweight then or lightweight. Sorry, um, now he came to welterweight. He immediately he, he lost his last fight at welterweight. He actually won against uh, uh, Barkus Fabinski before that and against Zach Cummins. Um, yeah, Rakhmanov. I really like Rakhmanov, man. Already in M1. I think he's a great fighter. Um, he, he punches hard. He won his fight against Oliveira after a guillotine choke in the first round. Um, as long as he doesn't get on the bottom and lets, lets him get controlled by Prezeros, he should be able to win this fight, I think. You know, definitely the reach will have to do something with it, I think. Um, will he finish Prezeros? Hmm, maybe in the later rounds, man. Not, uh, I don't know. Prezeros pretty tough, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, I would go with Rachmanov second round TKO, ground and pound, and then he has to watch out that he doesn't get lured into a submission because Prezeros is always dangerous. Bean Cat says he's training the same with Raphael Fizia. That's awesome. Michelle's going to quit at some points. Is Daniel? Uh, we'll see. Well, I mean, listen, it's hard to pick Michelle here because there's a few things going against him. First off, he hasn't fought in over two years. It's been two and a half years. That's a long layoff. He's 39 years old, so he's super old now. Um, Rachmanov is super young. He's only 26. That's a big age gap. You guys know I, I love betting against that age gap. The reach difference, too, is 10 inches. It's 10 inches is a lot. There's also, a, I think it's a seven-inch height advantage. So, I mean, the guy has all the advantages on paper, right, Rachmanov, but... Man, I mean, Pizarris is just one of these guys that's really able to get you to the ground and, and really control you. And he's dated to bigger guys like Zach Cummings, who is a middleweight. You know, like that's a that was a quality win, Marcel. He's a big, a big grappler. Mads Burnell, like Gilbert Burns. I mean, this guy is, to be honest with you guys, he's pretty underrated. I and mean, he's won a lot of fights as an underdog, too. So listen, I like I just told you guys all the advantages for Rakhmanov. How can I pick against them? I can't. But I have watched some of his fights in the past, and he, he can be controlled in the ground a little bit. So it is a little bit of a worry. Um, but again, you know, that, that age gap, the reach gap, I think that Rakhmanov probably can just finish this fight and doesn't even have to worry about um, getting out wrestled for three rounds. But we'll see. I mean, Marcel, I do think there is a little bit of risk in this one, guys, just because Prezeris has dated so many times. Like, he's just grinding guys out, Marcel. It's crazy what this guy does. He's he can do it. He can beat. do it. Yeah, exactly. So, but at the same time, again, this guy's never lost. We've never seen him lose. He always finds a way to win, and he finishes fights for Marcel. He finishes everyone. So, yeah, I got to go with Rakhmanov. I'm just saying, like, it wouldn't completely shock me, guys, if he did get out wrestled by Prezeris, just because, you know, this could be a big, like, a big test, and we're not, we're just kind of thinking it's a pushover. I don't know if it is. All right, let's go to the next one here. Uh, last prelim, and this was the fight I said earlier. This fight should be on the main card. Hayoni Barcelos against Timur Valiev, and I like this fight a lot, Marcel. Right now, we got. Harry Barcelos is minus 210. Valiev plus 175. Marcel, give me your pick in this one. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, let's start with Timur Valiev. I've always been a big fan of his, man, before he got in the UFC. Uh, finally got signed with the UFC in 2020. Made his debut against Trevin Jones. Got screwed by uh, by Chris Toyoni in the first round by not stopping the fight. <laughs> and then Chris Toyoni stopped the fight in the second round to give Trevin Jones the win, which... 
respect to Trevin Jones, man. He put the fight on short notice against a very tough opponent yeah. and finished him. Uh, fight got overturned in no contest because of what was it, marijuana use or whatever. I don't know. Um, then he defeated Martin Day in a very one sided uh, grappling kind of a fight where people were really talking bad about him. And he said after the fight, listen, guys, I needed to win this fight because I didn't win my first fight. I need to have the win under my belt in the UFC before I can do something else, you know? And okay, respect that. Now he gets Rayoni Barcelos. And to be really honest, UFC is doing Rayoni Barcelos dirty, man. I mean, <laughs> yep, I agree. Uh, yeah, the dude deserves a top 15 guy. Uh, was booked against the Valles Philly, but got canceled. Was booked against Rafael Asanso, Asanso withdrew. And then he was booked against uh, Marcelo Rojo on short notice. And then Barcelos got COVID. So the thing is, now we fight Valiev. Maybe the UFC is like, yeah, Valiev, it's maybe uh, a step. It's a, it's a, uh, a stepping stone for for Barcelos to get to that top 15, but Valiev is a very difficult opponent, man. Uh, definitely, if the fight hits the ground, um, the thing is, man, I, I don't understand this to be honest, man. Barcelos, how old is he now? I think he's in 34, 34. Yeah, yeah. And the UFC took so long for him to get mm -hmm. him signed with the UFC. That that's already what bothering me. I think he should have been in the UFC earlier, you know. And uh, now he's 34. Has to fight Valiev. Almost never pick against Valiev, but I'm going to do it this time, man. I think Ryanini Barcelos wins a unanimous decision in this fight. Um, that says everything. What I think about Heoni Barcelos is if I pick against Timor Valiev, which I always never do. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, both these guys are they're really good guys. Like, I, I think this is a tough fight to call, honestly. I think it's close. It's way closer than the line indicates, I think. Um, both guys are solid. Don't get me wrong. I love Barcelos. I'm with you, though, completely, Marcel. And the fact that you mentioned this, I was going to bring it up. I think the UFC signed him too late, too. I mean, he's 34 now, guys. He's been there since 2018. He's had five fights. He's still not getting top 15 guys. Like, it's, it doesn't make sense. Like, they got to give him a top 15 guy. I was actually at his fight in Brazil when he fought this guy, Carlos Hoshin Marcel. He beat the crap out of this dude. Like, it was one of the worst beatings I've ever seen. He beat this guy up. He's looked good since then. He's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. I really like the guy. I'm just saying, like, I feel like he's not – I don't know if he's in his prime right now. Like, it seems like he is, but is he? I don't know. I mean, he's beating up – on guys that aren't top 15. Timur Valiev, he had a tough debut, like you said, Marcel against Trevin Jones. Technically, he gets knocked out in the second round, though. Fight could have been stopped. Bounce back, let's see, it's Martin Day. Guy's pretty solid, man. I mean, he's got a good amount of experience. He's got knockout power. He's just well-rounded. He's got knockout power, submissions, everything. Like, I, I actually think this guy can win this fight, Marcel. I think the odds are off, man. I think he can pull it off. Plus 180 odds on, on a guy that I think is competitive in this fight. I'll take that. So... I think it's going to be close, guys, but I'm leaning a little bit towards Valia just because I do think he is the better striker a little bit. I I know that uh, Barcelona's got power. We saw that against um, Kurt Holobaw. That was just an absolutely dirty knock. It was awesome. But Valia's very, very fast, Marcel. He's very difficult to, to punch. Trevin Jones was just a little bit fast. Trevin Jones, Trevin Jones, we know he's, he's really underrated, I think, after seeing his last fight, right? So... Yeah, I think this guy could win. I, I'm not saying, again, it's a lock or anything like that, but, uh, you know, Barcelos is great. I didn't want to pick against him, Marcel, but I was actually pretty impressed by watching uh, Valiev, man. I think he's solid, Marcel. I know you've liked him for a long he's, time, too. He's great. Yeah. I, I, I got to tell Both you, guys man. are great. I'm, I'm Both 50, guys are. It's hard I'm to pick. It's not an easy. 50, I hate, pick, 50, I hate picking fights where it's two good guys, Marcel. <laughs> Listen, man, I hate this matchup because I think mm -hmm. Barcelos deserves a guy in the top 15. I think they're actually doing dirty with Valiev because this is a close fight, you know. I think I think uh, 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 another guy in the top 15, I know some guys in the top 15, which are easy, not easy, but easier fights than Timo Valiev for Barcelos, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Dean Katz says Tyone had money on Jones. Yeah, he was plus 400. <laughs> I didn't have him. I thought Valiev would win, and then we saw what happened. I gotta be honest. So I've watched that fight back a few times now, and it's like I, I don't think it was the worst non-stoppage ever. To be honest with you, and the fact that he came back and won kind of proves it, in my opinion. So you, you, you know, Adam, the thing was, yeah, I wasn't. I, listen, if that first thing didn't happen in the first round and he stopped it in the second round, then yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But he gave Travis Jones a minute, yeah, with, with, with getting punched and did nothing, didn't do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, that guy's just so inconsistent. That referee, Chris Tyler. Yeah. We, we, I, Chris Tyone and Chris Lee, they both Chris's. Get them out of the sport, man. Chris Lee is terrible judge, one of the worst. Um, yeah, get, 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 let's steal Wardy off a slingshot and slingshot <laughs> them out of there. All right, let's get to the main card here, Marcel. We'll start it off with the lightweights, Hanada Mukanyo against Jai Herbert. I love this fight, by the way. This is going to be a fun one, guys. 
And Renato McCarter is a big favorite on Marcel, minus 240, Jai Herbert plus 200. Give me your thoughts on this one, man. It's actually funny, Jai Herbert. It's, it's indeed Jai Herbert. I said for years, I said Jay Herbert. Um, yeah, Jai Herbert uh, came from the Cage Warriors organization in 2020, mm-hmm. where he was a lightweight champion. He looked good there. I actually I actually saw his uh, debut for Cage Warriors live against er- Ernie Caratas, which he won a unanimous decision. It was in 2018, I think. Um, yeah, his debut against Francisco Trinaldo. Let's talk about that one. I think the first round was a clear round for Trinaldo. The second round he took over was a clear round for him. And then when we thought he was going to take over in the third round, Trinaldo put him away, and then Harley was very upset. So um, if we look at Renato Moicano, um, he lost his last fight against Rafael Fiziev, but we all know his specialty, man. He is a very good fighter. Uh, I, I really like him when he's taking the fight to the ground. And actually, he was winning the fight against Brian Ortega. Remember that. He was winning that fight until he gave a snack, and Ortega snapped that uh, guillotine off him. So that's yeah. a long time ago. Uh, he lost three of his last four fights. His only win came, came against Damir Hadzovic with that, uh, with that submission we were talking about earlier in the beginning of the show. Um, the thing is, it's it's actually a, t- a tough fight to pick here, man. Um, I, I feel I feel that J- that Jai Herbert can win this fight, but I, he really has to watch out for 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 the for the submission game of Renato Marcano in this one, man. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Herbert. I'm going with a KO in the first round. And this is a pick for the first round because I think if it goes longer, that fight, Moicano has more chance to win the fight. Yeah. So that's why I picked the first round KO. No, I think it's a, I think it's a solid pick, man. Honestly, like I, I'm going back and forth on this one a little bit. I think this guy's pretty good. I mean, I know he got knocked out by Trinaldo, but he was winning that fight, man. It was kind of a funny mm-hmm. knockout. Like he just got caught and got finished. Like it's not a good sign, obviously, but this guy's dangerous, man. He's got good striking, very dangerous dude. McConnell's been put out quite a few times. Um, three of his last four fights have ended with him getting knocked out. He's the biggest favorite on DraftKings, too, this weekend, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, he's a big favorite this weekend. Listen, he definitely has the ground advantage, so I, I think that that's how he'll kind of want to win this fight. That's where Trinaldo was having success on the ground, right? Until the knockout. But, yeah, I think Bacano probably can get this guy down and, and, and control him Marcel. But I'm telling you guys, like, it, this guy's chin is not great. And Herbert does have power and good striking. So, again, Marcel, I think the odds are off on this one. I'm going to lean slay towards the favorite. But it's like that Valiev and Barcelos fight, probably. It's very similar. Like, the odds are just a little bit off, I think. So, anyways, that's my thoughts. I'm going to get Cole's tweets, or excuse me, his comment about Twitter. He says, Usman and Diaz taking shots on Twitter. Now, Usman says he wants that fight. Diaz is right. He's going to get a title shot winner lose at 263. I mean, listen, Leon didn't really help him his cause by not finishing the fight. And then he, the, it was a bad look in the fifth round. Everyone only remembers the, the fifth round now. Like, it sucks for Leon because we talked about this last week, Marcel. Like, he he did so well. And then, you know, no, no one's remembering about it now. I, I don't know. What do you think? you think he's going to get the title shot? Kamara Usman versus Colby Covington, too. After that, the winner fights Leon Edwards. It's not that yeah. hard, you yeah. know? That's what should happen. Um, nothing else. Make, make Listen, man, if Connor wins or loses, I don't give a shit, you know? He never he never defended the title, you know? If he wins, why should he fight for a title? Let Poirier fight for the title. Let him fight yeah. Diaz for the third time. You know what I mean? So, are you, and the UFC will make a lot of money, man, with a non-title fight between Connor McGregor and Nate Diaz 3. You know what I mean? So, why not? Let's do that, and, and let's don't do stupid things like Kamaru Usman, Nate Diaz. Nobody needs to see that. And definitely, if Nate Nate lose that fight four to one, you know he only won the fifth round. So we don't need to see that, to be really honest, man. And uh, I'm a big Nate Diaz fan. I love yeah. Nate and Nick Diaz. I think they're amazing, but we really don't need to see that. And Kamaru Usman shouldn't been pushing for that either. Yeah. No. I. I, I mean, we'll see what happens, but it's it's pretty clear what it should be. It should be Colby or Leon. Right, two guys coming off wins at least over. For sure, Nate's coming off two losses in a row. I mean, yeah. Anyways, if, like, if you if you if you want to keep this a yeah. sport and not a spectacle, do what is right. Yeah, but I mean, listen, his brother Nick got. I remember I was at the fight with GSP. He was coming off a loss. They gave it to him. I think two losses maybe. Anyways, let's get to the back to the fights, guys. We got uh, five more left. Welterweights: Nicholas Dalby and Tim Means, Marcel. So this is a, a rebooking, Marcel. Uh, Sergey Kondosko is out, and Dane Roberts is out. So they rebooked this fight. 
And right now the odds for this one, Tim Means minus 125, plus 105 for Nick Dalby. So really close odds here, Marcel. What are you thinking, man? Yeah, and then Locomotivo against the Dirty Bird. Um, yeah, Dalby. Um, like you said, man, his last fight against Daniel Rodriguez was a close fight. You know, he got a unanimous decision win in that one, but I watched it back and it could have been easily going to Daniel Rodriguez. Um, before that, uh, he, he has been in the UFC before, you know. Do you remember that fight against Ross Houston and Cage Warriors where they stopped the fight in no contest because the, the, the match was too slippery? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> crazy. Um, he has looked okay since his comeback to the UFC, I think. Uh, not, not really not really super impressive in my opinion. Uh, Tim Means, we all know what you get with Tim Means. Tim Means looked good against Mike Perry, I think. He also looked good against Loriano Staropoli. Mm -hmm. But he got that loss against Daniel Rodriguez where he... Uh, well, I think he got dropped uh, late in the in the first round, and then he got finished in the second round. Um, the thing is, Dobby is not really a, a, a knockout specialist or whatever. You know, he always fights a little bit with with a lot of wrestling in it as well. I think um, it's a close fight, to be really honest, man. I think Dobby will. I think Dobby probably is is the favorite, not. Or am I wrong? Uh, and it's slight, slight favor for Tim Means at all the sports. Oh, wow. Well, well, I'm slight. actually surprised by that. I'm yeah. actually surprised by that. I'm going with Tim Means, though. I, I think he, he's going to win the fight via a very close split decision. We're going yeah. here. But um, it's close. Can go either way. But I'm kind of surprised Means is the favorite. I didn't expect that. Yeah, this is a this is a really close fight. Like it, it, it's going to be close on the scorecards. I think it does go the distance. Just the way these guys fight, I think it'll probably take place on the feet. But the difference to me is Dalby does have some wrestling, and Tim Means' takedown defense can be questionable. I think I think Dalby can mix it up a little bit, Marcel, and win a decision here. I mean, you know, the guy's pretty solid. Like he's got a great record in his career, I and mean, he's been solid overall. I was coming off a win over uh, Daniel Rodriguez, super close fight, but still a great win. I know he lost to Ronson before that. Lost some fights he should have won, but I mean the guy is Man, pretty solid. What are you gonna say? Remember, remember that weird ass fight against Darren Till, that crazy one. Where yeah, they, yeah, where they drew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean that was a good, it was a good fight. Like it was. A that, good that was, that was the first time <laughs> I really actually heard Darren Till speak. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a great interview. <laughs> Listen, I love both. Like I like both guys. I, I love Tim Means. Same. I mean the guy is super exciting. I love watching this dude fight, but. I'm thinking Dolby I'll point some guys and wins the decision. That's what I'm thinking. As much as I don't want to say it because I love Tim Means. He's my boy. But, you know, he was one of the first guys I ever interviewed. It was like 2012 when he fought. I want to see who he fought. It was – oh, when he fought Danny uh, – no, not Danny Castillo. Who was it? Justin Salas, I think. I think that was the fight. That was the – yeah, yeah, I think that was the one. Yeah, so long ago. Second fight, man. That was that was like 20 fights ago. So, I mean, I love the guy. He's But he, he's lost these close decisions before. Like, Bilal Muhammad, Sergio Moraes, like – he can he can lose these close fights. So, Borgen says uh, means yeah means the habit of losing close decisions. I agree. Dolby's habit of winning them lately. Yeah, maybe get a draw on this way. I mean, just based on how Dolby fights, it's possible. But yeah, I, I'm just thinking Dolby wins a, a like a really you know close split decision. Marcel, that's what I'm thinking for this one. So I'll take the slander draw, but it's a close fight, like Marcel said. Andre Feely, Daniel Pineda. All right, give me your thoughts on this one, guys. Um, Andre Feely is a pretty big favorite. Minus 225, plus 185 for Daniel the Pit Pineda. Give me your thoughts, Marcel. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confused on my pick here. Um, Daniel Pineda, um, yeah, he looked good in his UFC debut against Herbal Burns. Before that, he got signed after getting uh, getting suspended by PFL. And his two big wins against yep. Mofli Kaibulayev and Jeremy Kennedy got overturned in a no contest. Yep. So, um, yeah, I was actually surprised the UFC re-signed him. You know, uh, because he, he fought in the UFC before. Uh, look good against Burns, but didn't look good against Cap Swanson, in my opinion, and he got knocked out. Um, Andre Philly, on the other hand, um, he fought Bryce Mitchell in his most recent fight. Wasn't He lost a decision. Before that, Charles Jordan fight, I think he should have won that one by unanimous decision or the split, split decision. Um, the thing is with Andre Philly, he looks good against the guys he should look good against. You know what I mean? He sh he wins the fa the fights. In my opinion, he should he should win against the fights against the guys he should win against. Sometimes he loses a split decision or a decision that he that he actually should have won, but he didn't. Um, do you still understand what I what I say? Because I don't yeah. understand what I said myself. <laughs> um, so, but uh, bottom line, I think Andre Feely is a better fighter overall. I think Andre Feely fight a decision in this one.
Yeah, I, I agree with Marcel on this one too. I, I think you you laid it out. He's the better, more complete mixed martial artist, I think. More solid over overall. And he's got good wrestling too. Like he mixes up his wrestling really well in his fights, Marcel. Like he he it bails him out of fights. It didn't work against Bryce Mitchell really, but it does bail him out of his fights. Like it helped against Charles Rodney. He got I think he got dropped in that fight, right? But he used his wrestling to overcome yeah. it. So yeah, I think he that's what he'll do to Pineda here, kind of tire him out. Pineda, I, he is coming off an awful loss to Cub Swanson, you know, and maybe it's possible Andre Philly could get his chin too. Like I know, listen, Herbert Burns gassed out in that fight. He was winning that fight and gassed out. I don't really see Andre Philly gassing out. He's never gassed out before. He's got great cardio. I don't see him gassing out. Yeah, he out. does. Yeah, Herbert Burns is not good. Cardio is not great. Um, but Philly, I mean, the guy goes three rounds every fight and fights hard. He'll fight hard for your money too. Like even. Even if he loses Marcel, I don't think he'd be like he wouldn't get blown out. I don't think. I think he would make it close, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I like I like feeling this fight, guys. I think he should win. All right, we got a couple left here. Um, by the way, I'm just looking at best fight odds is so different now. I know you guys probably feel the same way, but I just wanted to mention one tidbit: the ref thing at the end. Some people were asking what that is. That is bet online. So people were asking. I'm just going by five dimes for the purposes of this uh, podcast, though. Um, Let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Danilo Marquez against Kenny Nechekuwu. And Nechekuwu, minus 125, Marquez plus 105. What do you think, man? Yeah, this is also a, a, an odd fight, to be really honest. Man. Danilo Marquez was actually supposed to fight at Herman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kennedy and Zachiku takes a fight on short notice. Yeah, the thing with Anzechuku, I still don't know what to really think about him. You know what I mean? Um, We saw him twice in the Contender Series. He both won the fights, uh, got signed the second time by the UFC, was winning against Paul Craig. Paul Craig, I'm sorry. And then Paul Craig, I don't know where, won won the fight via triangle choke submission in the last minute of the round after losing 14 minutes of the round before, like he did, like he loves to do. So good on him. Then the Stosic fight, he won that where multiple groin kicks by Stosic. Uh-huh. I actually, I actually calculated it and he would have still won via split decision if there were, yeah. there weren't those groin kicks. Um, and then the Carlos Alberg fight, which was a crazy fight, uh, was, uh, he, he got teed off in the first round and Alberg completely gassed out and, uh, uh and Zachiku won the fight. It was a fight of the night, by the way. Great fight. Uh, yeah. Amazing fight. Uh, Danilo Marquez, uh, two two fights in the UFC. First fight against Kadiz Ibrahimov. Yeah, Ibrahimov absolutely never reached the potential he had and won global. Really bad in the UFC for for whatever. Oh, and four Marcel. <laughs> yeah, crazy actually. Yeah. Um, th- this was actually I remember this. Uh, a lot of people were like, now he gets a fight to get a win in the UFC, and then he still lost. You know. Um, Mike Rodriguez, the thing with Mike Rodriguez, he's also so inconsistent all the time, you know. And Mark, Mark has it perfectly. He uh, he subbed. He, uh, he I, actually, I think he he subbed him unconscious, if I'm correctly. Mike Rodriguez. I'm not 100 sure, but I'm sure you know. Um, difficult fight, man. If Marquez gets this fight to the ground, he can win this fight. But on the other hand, I think Anzechuku mm-hmm. has the power and has the has the class to 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 defeat him here, you know. Um, also want to mention uh, Danilo Marquez has a beautiful win on his record against Mark Polimeno, a guy that is 0-25. Every Brazilian fighter has him on his record, winning record. So um, I'm taking Kennedy in this one, man. Don't get caught in the submission, Kennedy. Uh, then you will win the fight, unanimous decision. Or hmm, let's go with a TKO in the third round, late TKO. There you go. Wow. Okay, there you go. Um, and I, I don't disagree with it, really. You know what? Like, Danilo... He's not bad, like, but he's very one-dimensional, man. He's very one-dimensional, guys. Like, all he really does is take you to the ground. Like, he doesn't have much striking. He has a little bit of striking, but not really. Like, he's a ground specialist. That's that's what he wants to do. The thing is, Kennedy's very hard to get to the ground. Even when he does get taken down, he bounces up really quick, man. And, and on the feet, I mean, we know his, he's got a super long reach, six-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, the guy has got a ton of heart. He's super tough. We saw that. Great chin, great cardio. Yeah, I mean, Marquez, I think, has to finish him in the first round with the submission probably to win this fight. I think otherwise, Kennedy's going to be overwhelming with striking um, as the fight goes on. You know, it's funny. Like, I I, I just Google or I put it on YouTube, Dino Marquez, right? And I watched a few of his fights. And then one came up. I assumed he would win it. I watch it. It's this guy, Marcelo Tellis. Marcio Tellis, it says. Guys, he gets absolutely starched in the first minute. Like, I don't know how good this guy's chin is and really hasn't fought good competition that's tested it. Mike Rodriguez, yeah, he's a decent striker. He gets taken out easily. 
Ibrahimov is not a good fighter. Like these guys he fought are not good. So Kennedy's fought some pretty good guys now. Um, not great, but decent. Like and quite frankly, I mean, he was going to win that Paul Craig fight. Met, made him a huge mistake with a minute left. It was stupid. He lost the fight, but coming off a quality win over Alberg and good win over Stosic before that, Marcelo in a fight workout, he showed a lot of heart, man. I'm you, I'm, I'm not going to bet against this guy. What are you going to say? Yeah, I know you're a huge fan of uh, Kadis Ibrahimov. No. <laughs> No, no, no. But, you know, like, I just, I think this guy will, will like, maybe overcome a tough first round and come back and win the fight in the second or third. I it's kind of feel exactly, man. yeah, it's I feel the same way as you. So that's what I'm thinking happens. I think in Czech Ruby, you got a second or third on TKO. He overwhelms him with strikes. I know he's taking on short notice, but this guy has good cardio and he trains at Fortis. I'm sure he's been training, for, like, and getting ready for a fight, short notice. Um, his manager and coach, Saif, it's always got those guys working. Okay, two fights left, guys. Um, and just comment from uh, Bean Cat. He says, uh, Stosis destroyed Kennedy's legs. Don't understand why Albert didn't throw leg kicks. Yeah. Albert, dude, he didn't move his head either. I was watching that fight again the other day. It's just like he just thought he could knock the guy out, but the guy is so tough. He's got like a brick head. He can't knock out Kennedy. Uh, the thing but, with Albert is he's MMA experienced. Yeah, he's very one dimensional, very really, experienced. I, yeah. A really young in his MMA career still, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. He, I really had the feeling like Adam said, like he was he, he was thinking gonna knock this guy out in the first minute, yeah. you know, and that didn't happen. Yeah. No, the other thing I was gonna mention is like, you know, an Alberg, how old is Alberg? And he's thirty he's just thirty, but this guy Marcus is thirty five guys. Like he's an older dude, you know, and he doesn't have a ton of MMA fights. And to me, yeah, he's looked good with his grappling, and he can he can beat a lot of guys just based on that. But Kennedy's got good takedown defense. I, I think he wins this fight. All right, co-main event: Ovin St. Pru against Tanner Boser, the Canadian Marcel. Tanner Boser right now is the favorite. Where's the odds? So hard. Hey, I, I hate the redesign on this website, man. Where is this? I cannot find it for the life of me. Right now. Oh, here it is at the bottom. Of course, <laughs> co-main event right at the bottom. All right, minus one seventy for Boser, plus one fifty for OSP. And uh, Tanner Boser, inter James interviewed him, and he said that he's just been in quarantine since he lost that fight to Ilya Latifi. You have to do, like, a two-week quarantine in Canada. So he hasn't even been training, he said, besides just chilling in his, like, room and doing push-ups and, like, some weight training in his, in his uh, condo, he said. But uh, he's, like, literally taking no training camp, jumping right back in the plane and, and coming to Vegas for this fight against OSP, who was supposed to fight at light heavyweight originally as Maxine Grishin. And I was kind of liking Grisham in that fight. And in this one, Marcel, he's moving up to heavyweight. So we, we did see him at heavyweight last against Ben Rothwell. Did not look great at heavyweight. Nicholas West, what's up, man? Glad to see you here, buddy. Um, give me your thoughts on this one, Marcel. It's at heavyweight. It's kind of weird. What do you think? O Bozer and OSP. I heard OSP saying, like, I did, look, I did look good at heavyweight against Ben Rothwell. I was like, no, you actually didn't. No disrespect, but you didn't. Um, light heavyweight is his weight class. He's now going up at heavyweight to fight Tanner Bowser. I don't know if it's a good idea, to be honest, but I think Tanner Bowser, listen, man, Tanner Bowser has lost, has lost a lot, lot of his hype, man, after losing two two fights. In the final against Arlovsky, I actually think he won. You know, the Latifi fight is questionable as well. I scored it for Latifi. I know many people did score it for, Arlo, for, uh, for Arlovsky, for Bowser. So you can question both of his losses, to be really honest. I, I, it's actually his only legit loss where everybody is in agreement that he lost that fight is, is against Cyril Gann in the UFC. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, uh, Tanner, listen, man, Tanner Bozer know his back is against the wall, man. He lost two fights. He needs to win this one. It's against an, a light heavyweight coming to heavyweight, uh, unranked. Um, Bosa has to win this fight, and he yep. knows that. I think Ovin St. Prue doesn't look good at heavyweight at all. That's my opinion. Does he have a chance? 100%. Go, does Tanner Bosa tap from a fall flu choke? I don't think he will. You know, um, give me Tanner Bosa here. I think Tanner Bosa wins the unanimous decision here if I, uh, against uh, Ovin St. Prue. Yeah, it's just, I listen, guys, like it's just hard, it's hard to trust him, right? After the last two fights. Mm -hmm. but I, I still got to go with Kanner because I do think he's the bigger fighter, the, the stronger guy at heavyweight. And I think overall, he's probably the better fighter right now, just overall. Um, you know, his ground game is not great. If the fight goes to the ground, I wouldn't be freaking out because OSP can finish with that Von, Von Prue stroke. We'll call it the Von Prue Marcel. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, at heavyweight, I think he's going to have a hard time taking down Bozer. Like, like Latifi was, is, is a big, strong man. Like, he can get, he only got a few takeouts. It was super close. Like you said, he's back in the wall. He's super pissed off, guys. Like, he really wants to get this win. 
And, you know, OSP is a good fighter. You don't want to completely count this guy out. I mean, he's pulled off a lot of upsets, man. I mean, even recently, like, Menefield knocked him out. I, I called him there. He was an underdog. It was nice. Uh, Michael Oleksiak, that was an upset. Tyson Pedro. Actually, all of his wins lately have been upsets, right? Corey Anderson. They're all upsets, Marcel. But a lot of losses, too, man. And kind of getting to the end of his career at 38 years old, guys. I mean, I remember watching this guy in Strike Force like 10 years ago, man. It's crazy. Like, and he's still fighting at a high level. So, I actually I have a lot of respect for OSP. I actually think he should be sure. ranked like number 15 in the, in the light heavyweight division. I, I think he should be ranked. Or, yeah, yeah, because he's going up to heavyweight for this one. But I think he should have been ranked. And I think he's a little bit underrated in general. But I don't like this match for him. And I think that Bozer could potentially even knock him out. But if not, he wins the decision. That's what Nicholas says. I, he likes a volume decision. I think he actually switched places last time out when he lost to Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill got to okay. Ranked that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I think like Misha probably shouldn't be in there anymore. You know, there's a few guys. Anyways, um, let's go to the main event, guys. Heavyweights: Cyril Gon, Alexander Volkov. Love this fight. Minus one sixty-five for Gon, plus one forty-five for Drago. Give me your thoughts on this one, man. Yeah, I'm actually upset by the by the odds because I was hoping it was the other way around. Um, the thing is, Volkov, I know everybody's super high on Volkov, but to be really honest, the only fight he really impressed me in the UFC is against Overeem in the last fight, you know? Um, Harris fight, I expect him to win that fight. The Blades fight, he got dominated, and he, he I think he won the last round, but he got dominated in the first four. The Greg Hardy win, he should have won that fight. He won the fight, but he didn't look great in that fight. Before that, he, he lost to Derek Lewis in the last round, in the last last minute, last uh, 10 seconds of the last round, in the fight he was winning. He defeated Radum after Radum gassed out in the fourth mm -hmm. round. Uh, I remember him uh, in his debut winning against Tim Johnson in the fight I think he lost. So the thing is, the only time I was really impressed by him is in his most recent fight against Alistair Overeem. But we have to take in consideration that Alistair Overeem is also not anymore the youngest guy on the roster. Now he's taking on Serial Gun. Serial Gun is only an in, in MMA pro since 2018. But he has looked good, man, in his, in his MMA career so far, man. I, re I really like him. Uh, I mean, the dude has a heel hook win as a heavyweight against Dantel Mace in 2019. Uh, look good against Junior Dos Santos. Uh, look solid against Bozer. The Rosen Strike fight, listen, man, many people have uh, some thoughts about it and didn't like how we fought. But he was just, he, he did what he needed to do to win that fight. You know, that was almost the only threat Rosen Strike had that, that he could knock him out, but Rosen Strike never let the Sands go in that fight. So now fighting Volkov. I'm pretty sure Volkov will let his hands go in this fight, so Gan has to fight differently, probably. But man, I feel Gan is probably the best, uh, the best young heavyweight in the division. And young, I know he he is not in his 20s anymore. He's 31 already, but that's still young for a heavyweight. You know, you got a lot of older heavyweights in the division. Um, can Volkov win this fight? Maybe he can, man. He's a good fighter, and uh, he impressed me last time out. Maybe he impressed me again, but. Uh, I'm more impressed by Serial Gun, although maybe we can say Volkov had a better position so far in his over, overall in his career. I think Gun is going to win this fight. I'm taking a Serial Gun via decision in this one. There you go. There you go. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this one. You guys throw it in the chats. So we got Nick saying he thinks Gun's going to win a split decision, and uh, <laughs> Chris Lee's scorecard is going to be asked backwards. Yes, I think that's very, very possible. All right, Boringa says Volkov won rounds four and five versus Blades. Put on 20 pounds of muscle since then, two finishes. Yeah, he looked phenomenal against Wal Harris and against Alistair Overeem. Yeah, I mean, this fight's really interesting. I, I really like this fight. Um, initial lean was definitely gone. Looking at the, the last couple of fights again, though, man, it's like Volkov's looked really good, guys. Like, I don't know if I'm going to, like, bet on Cyril Gone because that was my plan, but I'm not sure because Volkov really is a good striker, and he's got tons of power. He's really using his reach well now, too. He's a big, long, tall guy. Like, he matches Gon in those areas. So it's an interesting matchup. But here's the thing. Gon, Gon tweeted something today saying, he said, uh, I'm going to show you guys version 3.0 of me because I'm disappointed in the last fight or whatever, right? So I, I think he could still show us new things. Marcel, we know what Volkov is. Volkov's a striker with power. We know that. But Gon right now is – we know he's good. But, Marcel, I think he can be great in the sport. I really do. So I'm 100% I'm with you, man. I believe in this guy, and I'm going to pick him here. But I, I respect Volkov's improvements enough lately that 
It's not one that I'm like, you know, running to the to the uh, the book to hit gone here as a favorite. I'm 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 thinking he probably does win decision like you, Marcel. I feel the same way, but man, Volkov is a very experienced guy with, with power, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me at all if he wins. But I'm just thinking Mar- gone mixes it up, Marcel. I think he can get some takedowns. Maybe he can get a submission again. I mean, we'll see. So. Yeah, guys, I don't know. Let's see what guys are saying. Beancat says Volkov had no training camp for Blades because of COVID. Yeah. And he didn't look – and his cardio looked good. His, obviously, he got taken down for a few rounds there. Overeem kind of uh, done in Waltz one-dimensional. I agree. I agree with that completely. Um, even if God music can be great. I agree with that too. I agree with that too. I mean, just like that guy, Miguel Baeza, a few weeks ago. I think that guy can be awesome, right? And he lost his last fight. But I still think overall he's going to have a better career than Ponzinibbio probably. Go ahead. Uh, if you lose – as a prospect, loose like that, like Miguel yeah. Baeza did, you know? And he, like, even Mackenzie Dern lost recently to, like, Amanda Rivas, and she bounced back yeah. so quick. Like, you can bounce back really, especially a heavyweight. So, even if Gon loses, you're right. I mean, it's not like, I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I'm just saying, like, I just think he could be great in the sport. You know, I think this guy, they were talking about him, you know, him and Francis, they, you know, they were training together in France, right? Um but it looks like Francis probably has the more power and everything. But overall, as a, as a, as a fighter, it sure seems like Gone is really – yeah. And, he, again, Marcel, you're right. Like, he's still green in MMA. Like, he, he's he's a Muay Thai fighter, right? I've been, I've been impressed by the guy's improvements. And, again, that I remember when he heel-hooked Maze, I was like, holy crap, this guy's going to be a champion one day. Just because of that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know you're the same way. Like, sometimes you just see a guy do something so special. I remember when Chris Wyman knocked out Mark Munoz with that elbow. I was like, this guy's going to win the doll one day. And he did. You know? Like, you just see it sometimes with these fighters, right? You're like, damn, this guy's you, special. So, go ahead. You know, with who I had, had that. I had that with, uh, and now people are going to laugh. I had that with Hernan Barrao. When he finished uh, Brad Pickett, mm-hmm. the way he finished Brad Pickett, the easiness, the slickness, and his submission, I was like, dude, this guy's going to be champion. This guy's oh. going to be champion. I I felt that at that moment, and it, it happened. So I no, was like, I, me I, too, I actually, with him too. Yeah, that's another one too. I, I I felt the same way. So there's always this guy. I'm sure you guys felt some with other people. Like I know some people thought that with Moreno, probably. I I didn't see that mm-hmm. coming, you know. But I mean, by the way, yeah. I saw him. He went shopping for some Lego today. Good. Yeah, that's that's a champ the UFC needs, guys. Like you need a guy like that. I I grew up playing with Legos, so. For me, that's super cool. I don't play with it anymore, but yeah, that's amazing. Whenever I, I hopefully my kid plays with it, you know. Um, anyways, Marcel, yeah, I mean, like overall, it's a pretty good card, guys. We're just a little past an hour here. That's okay. Um, yeah, it's a good card. I like it. Uh, it's it's gonna be good. Thirteen fights. Hopefully, cross fingers that everything stays intact, no COVID issues and everything like that. Also, this week we have PFL, we have Bellator, but I'll break those down on Thursday with AJ. We're done with this one, uh, Marcel. There's, I want to say there's some other news going on. That I'm completely forgetting. Was there something you want to talk about? I, I might be forgetting. Some news uh, out there? Let me take a look, guys. Oh, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah, let me take a look here. Uh, there wasn't a ton out there uh, besides, obviously, the uh, the Usman thing that uh, that uh, thing is talking about, Cole, earlier. So, yeah, nothing really breaking. Okay, tell your stuff, Marshall. Let's get out of here, man. Yeah, you can follow me on my uh, un- not verified accounts on Instagram and Twitter, but Big Marcel Twenty Four, and you can follow MMADNA.nl on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you can find it. And uh, thank you so much, Adam. Man, you're great. Yeah, and go back to the beginning of the podcast, guys, and, and <laughs> I explained why Marcel didn't get verified. He'll explain if you do. <laughs> he will get it. He just made a mistake. Um, I'll get these questions to you before we get out of here, guys. But I just want to plug myself quickly. Adam Adam Martin on Twitter. Uh, then me uh, I got some articles coming out this week there. BJPen.com, um, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting, and Miami News got some articles there today. So a lot of places, man. Uh, I'm just gonna get these comments here quickly. Big Bird says Barcelona's value, dude. I agree. He says the best fight. I said this should be on the main card. So I'm completely with you, Big Bird. Born again, Charles Oliveira when he beat Escudero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was that was like what ten years ago now, eleven years ago. Yeah, that's a great call. Nick West, he says, thanks for the break. Was, yeah, man. Oh, I appreciate you uh, joining us, man. All you guys, thank you. Uh, Borgain, what's up with 265, seven weeks out, no event. Yeah, Nagano, he wants to fight Jones. That's not going to happen. He's, he's going to end up signing for Lewis. Probably gets a little bit more money out of it. Um, I'm with you. Nunez and Payne is a co-main event. It's our main event. They, they are stacking the deck with some prelims and stuff. Marcel, you know more about the card than me. Go ahead. 
I know that it's Nunez Pena should be is probably the co-main event. They still want to book a main event for that one, but there is uh, nothing new at this moment, as far as I know. Fair enough. And I'll get this question from um, Glenn. He says, it's been over a year since the UFC Sires release. What do you think of the UFC 263 figures? Some of these sad numbers. Let me pull them up again. I saw them the other day. I know that Izzy made like 500,000, I want to say, to, uh, to win. I don't know if they put the win bonuses, though, Glenn. Let me double check them. Oh, they did. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So we got Izzy coming in at 500,000. This is the last thing we'll talk about, guys, and we'll, we'll get out of here. Um, Izzy, 500,000, no win bonus. Marvin made 350. That's that's good money. I mean, they got, they should, Izzy should get pay per view points too, I, I would guess. I mean, obviously, you'd want these guys making seven figures, but we all have the salary on this point. Nate Diaz, 250. Evian Edwards with, with win bonus, 220. Figueroa made 210, 200 for Marina. I mean, these salaries are, are pretty nice, but then, I know what you're saying you get it down the card a little bit. Like, you know, Maya made 175. I can see why Dana White wants to cut him now because, I mean, that's a that's a lot of money. I mean, for a guy that you know didn't put on a great showing there. But yeah, I mean, you look down the card. I know what you're saying there's some guys like uh, Ferris DM 14 and 14, Terrence McKinney. Yeah, 12 and 12 for this kid, and, and he didn't get a bonus for performance of the night, which I think he should have got. That sucks, man. That sucks. BS. He followed me on Twitter today, by the way. He probably saw, maybe he heard that I picked him. I was like all over the guy. <laughs> Thank you, Terrence. But yeah, I like the kid. He's, he's a great fighter. So that's that's criminal. I know what you're saying now uh, with the – any thoughts on these salaries, Marcel? I don't know if you see them. No, I haven't seen them. I heard about I'll it. I'll pull them up right now. Let me pull them up. Uh, okay, I'll cool, cool. stay here for a minute. We'll talk about it. I got to get going in a minute, but we'll, we'll finish this. Here's the here's the, the main card, which I talked about, and then we'll go down here. So yeah, we had, you know – I mean, Ferris yeah, Mc- made a little bit, and yeah. McKinney should have got the I bonus know. for sure. I know. Anyways, we're going to get out of here, guys. Oh, I so, got one sometimes, more Go ahead. Sometimes it's like they wanted to keep the, let, let's say, the lower lower guys on the on the prelim card. They want to keep them, yeah. poor, them poor, and the guys who are up on I know. the main card, they want to give them even more than they already have. It's just kind of weird to me. So. Uh, Bean K, I can answer that. It's not 265. They got moved. It's 266. That one got moved from... September fourth to the twenty fifth, right? That's the one they got. Moved. Yeah, that's because sixty five is still on August fifth, right? It is, man. The, the two sixty six got moved because yeah. uh, they wanted to do Darren Till against uh, Derek Brunson yeah. on, on that yeah. date first, and then it got shuffled to there. And man, I'm I'm serious, man. I still don't don't see them do a card in England, man. They're going on lockdown again. So I know <laughs> I agree with you. All right, guys, we went a little bit over time, but we got to get out of here. I got to have dinner. Marcel's got to go to bed. <laughs> but thanks again for everyone who joined us today. It was a lot of fun. And I'll be back Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, back to the normal time. And until then, for me, for Big Marcel, have a great day, guys.